Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Emerge Nine Golf Podcast, and we're back with an emergency episode. Um, I am Mike here with Jay. No McLean tonight. Let's uh, wish McLean a happy birthday. He is somewhere down in Florida getting drunk and doing what he does. <laughs> I don't really want to know what he does at all time from time. So um, we wish McLean a, a happy birthday. But um, first off, Jay, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Great. So to, to let our listeners know, if, if you listen to the podcast that we had just put out yesterday, if you haven't had a chance, no worries. Um, I had said that we were going to record two episodes and put out two episodes this week. Well, the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan kind of changed our plan. So we had an episode that we recorded that was supposed to go out tomorrow morning. And it was about an hour and 10 minutes. And about 50 minutes of that uh, is now irrelevant as we were <laughs> discussing um, the proposal and all the leaks from the players only meeting that Tiger and Rory had. And we gave our ideas and thoughts on the proposal and changes that we would make and this and that. And not knowing that Jay Monahan would show up at his annual press conference, of the tour championship today and basically enact all of it, um, almost verbatim immediately. So, um, we're going to scrap that episode. We did talk a little, Patrick Reed lawsuit over Brandel Shamley, which is really, if you have the time, people go research it, read about it. It's pretty funny. He's asking for $750 million, um, which is just asinine. Uh, Google his lawyer, read about his lawyer. I'll just tell you that. That guy's a whack job, just like Patrick Reed's wife. <laughs> um, we talked about the official world golf rankings and how they have changed and the European tour and Asian tours are not nearly getting as many points. And last week's event, the second highest rated event in the world was the corn Ferry tour event and how that's going to drastically um, change things. And, and forward. I, I know we, we don't want to go into that sure. too much, but okay. I, I do think that's a pretty, that's a pretty monumental thing. And um, I think it's huge for them to reorganize those points and to give it, I mean, we've, we've said for a long time and most, if people have played enough golf in the, in the States and they've played with some of these corn fairy guys, they're like, wow, these guys are literally like this close, that to, close. like a Will Zalatoris or something like, like they're literally one or two starts away from being one of the best players in the world. Uh, and you can't really say that for, I mean, the, the DP tour. Yes. Yeah. There's, really, there's, there's maybe the top 25, 30% of the DP tour is sure. very, very good. But we've all, anyone who knows the game of golf and, and follows it like you, McLean, and I do. We know that the Corn Ferry Tour is pretty much the second best tour in the world. Yeah, and so this, really, this now really shows is. that. Yeah. So I'm I'm just curious to see how I would love to see like a Corn Ferry guy in the middle of the season. Maybe he's finished top five like five times, two wins, leading the money list, but hasn't got, gained the battlefield exemption, but gets into a, a WGC event or you know what they're proposing some of these newer events with yep. based on the the uh, world ranking points if he jumps into one of these limited field events and still not a member of the PGA tour that would be that would be pretty cool i mean i yeah. think that was essentially would... just a, a glorified <laughs> sponsors exemption kind of thing yeah so to speak yeah. yeah but i think that would that's such a huge opportunity for you know in the past in the last 12 years um or 10 years i should say it was like that was the stepping stone it was q school you know, corn fairy, you had to spend, you had to spend a year there unless you won three times and then you were PJ tour and then you had to work your way up that way. But now if they get, if the corn fairy is, is getting a little bit more credibility from the uh, official world golf rankings, now you could see a whole change in like 
the, oh, yeah. the events, but also for the PGA Tour, it's actually a good thing for them in terms of sponsorship. You know, I know they're we're going to get in, in more in depth on the PGA Tour, you know, what they're going to do coming up. But it seems like as they move up, the Corn Ferry Tour is moving back and less important. But with the change in the it's world, not, ranking, yeah. it's not, it's going to give them more clout, more credibility. So I think um, the timing couldn't have been better for the PGA tour to make this announcement along with the world golf rankings. I think it just a solidif- it's going to solidify what they've got going on. I wish they would have done it a little sooner, but anyway, we'll get into yeah. that. And so that was <clears throat> some of the other topics that we discussed that you will not hear in depth. Um, and so we did want to talk about, I guess, first off, Jay, what are you, are you drinking? What are you drinking? It's a normal episode. I know we got to, I mean, I felt, I felt like I needed to pour a glass of bourbon. Um, so I did. <laughs> I, I did so too. Two nights, two nights this week that I'm going to have a nice glass. And um, I did not go with anything crazy. I went with, I've had this open for a while. I'm trying to finish it. It's uh, Old Elk Infinity Blend. Um, it's okay. It was too expensive, but I thought it was going to be really valuable because it was a limited release and it ended up being just okay. Um, but it's still good. It's just not worth what I paid for it. I, I almost, um, grabbed some old elk tonight, but I couldn't find it. I actually went to, my house is a little in disarray now that we're starting to move and we're organizing. I couldn't even, couldn't even get to my rocks glasses today because we had some boxes come in today for some new stuff for the house already. Um, so I'm currently drinking out of a Tervis tumbler. (laughs) It might be the first time I've ever put bourbon in a Tervis tumbler, um, except in like college when I was mixing shitty bourbon with Coke. Um, What's the logo? Is that Juice? That's Juice. Um, yeah. The, the outerwear company. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm on Winchester double or yeah, double oaked um, in a Tervis tumbler. I don't recommend the Tervis tumbler, but it's a very nice bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Cheers but yeah, it, it does. It does feel like a monumental day in golf. Um, and I hope I'm not overstating that because no. it it was, I was floored. And so, you know, like we, we had heard, if you were paying attention to golf last week, Tiger flies up to Delaware and holds a player only meeting him and Rory, essentially, it had always been kind of together him and Rory with the players only meeting. There was 23 players. Almost all of them, I think it was 19 or 20 of the 23 players are in the top uh, 30 in the official world golf ranking. So we're talking the, the studs of the studs, pretty much anyone who's either not on live currently or rumored to go, i.e. Cam Smith was not in attendance. Um, Hideki Matsuyama was not in attendance but there's reports that he is well in favor of staying on the PGA tour and has denied live and not official yet, but um, it was one or two other guys that are in the top 30 that were, you know, unspoken for, I guess, at this meeting. So they hold this meeting and did a presentation on a various um, number of ideas of how to move forward with the PGA tour. And there was a couple of different reports. Alan Shipnuck had one report. He was the first one to kind of report it. And then the guys from No Laying Up followed up on Sunday with another report that seemed to be the most accurate report, especially after what you hear today. Um, and so what the news is, and this is, I think the players were actually 
if I read the report right, we're looking to make changes for the 2024 schedule. But the commissioner and the PGA Tour is going to enact this, most of this, immediately for the next season, which starts in two weeks. Uh, um, so these players have committed um, to playing in this, basically this, roughly the same schedule and the same number of events. And so what it is, they have these, we, we talked about a few weeks ago, they're going to start making some elevated events, increasing the purse and a handful of events. Well, now they're going to add to that and make a, a larger elite series. If you will, they're going to make them roughly $20 million. Uh, I guess the purses are going to range from 15 to $20 million for next year's schedule. It's going to be um, on top of the four majors on top of the players it's on top of the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is going to stay um, on the calendar. So that's four, five, that's eight events right there with the four majors, the players, the three FedEx Cup playoff events. They're then going to bump the purse and have the Century Tournament of Champions, which is not, which is now going to be open to anyone who qualifies for Eastlake the previous year can get into the tournament champions, even if you don't win. I think that's fair. So if you're one of the 30 best players on the on the PJ Tour in the previous season, you get an invite. You don't have to win um, to the always, tournament champions. Not not to jump in, but just quick sure. comment. I always thought that was a, a waste of an event. Like kind of, yeah. It, it's the first event of the year, the calendar year, and it's great. But 30 guys or whatever it is, roughly 30 plus guys playing. Yeah, it's like. Come on, this is like like it's it's kind of it's similar to what we don't like about the live tour. Forty eight guys, no cut. It's like, well, it should no- be a bigger event. It should be a, a showcase, right? Because it's yeah, of the best most, players. Most people are covered in snow. It's January. It's the first week yeah. of the of the year. It's primetime television. Like, yeah. make it a much bigger deal with a bigger, deeper field. That's what they're done. They're they got the Genesis Invitational Tigers event. They got Arnold Palmer's event. They got Jack's event, the Memorial, um, Dell match play, and there's four other events yet to be named that will be getting this elevated status, bigger purse. I don't know if this was fact, and Monahan said this. I did read um, that there's a potential that those four events will actually rotate among other events on the calendar each year. If that's the case, I really love that idea. Um, so you get you can spread the wealth. On, on spread the wealth. So, schedule. you know. So American Express is like, well, you know, that runs the old Bob Hope. And they're like, yeah. well, what, what the hell? What about us? You know, yeah. help us well, out a little bit. Is it did, Just to make sure I understand this, is 20 events total. Uh, so the eight events, the majors and the, or I guess, eight and the players. So the eight and the playoff events and the players, that'd be eight, eight tournaments. So it's equal. It, and then, and then 12 others to equal 20. So it's it 20. It's, it's actually 17. If you do the math with the elevated purses and the majors, it's 17 events. I got you. And then, but they are committing to a 20 event schedule because then they will also have to commit to three events that are not elevated. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, so these, it's, it's, these top guys will have to play in three other events that are not elevated. Minimum of 20 events on this, on the PGA tour with this elevated series, but three of which are not the, essentially the, three the, of which they can make their own schedule around and, play those when they want, where they want. If one guy prefers, and I'm just saying these events, I'm just guessing that they're not elevated events. 
Yeah. Somebody wants to play the, the former Bob Hope, the Amex, or that they want to play John Deere or 3M. Yeah. If it fits in their schedule, maybe they like, maybe that's a sponsor of theirs that they have to entertain or, you know, they have to play or whatever. There's three events that they basically have freedom to choose. There's 17 events that they're locked into. They have to play. So what, there is nothing, there's no way to get out. There's no exemption for one of these events if something were to happen and they need to get out. Like, I, I mean, I, mean I, I do say that's that's the one thing that I, I did like about the PGA Tour in a sense that you could pick your schedule, but also that it's on the same, and I go, I know I'm riding the fence here, but that's also what I didn't like. It's like, if you want yeah. to go to, uh, we've, we've, this is our, our, one of our qualms with the, the past system with PJ tour is that not all the best players play at the same time. Like, Hey, I want to see the top 20, 30 guys all play. And we rarely get all these top guys playing. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of that double-edged sword. It's like, you, you know, you, you've got to have like some freedom. Like it's I'm not sure. Like, I mean, they're not, I'm sure they probably have some type of grace. If like, Hey, my kids are graduating, you know, whatever. I'm I would have to assume so. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I don't think there's, I mean, it's not, contractually obligated i guess right because it is the pga tour they have their yeah. rules they abide by to an extent um it's not live but yeah i would assume if they said hey you know jay you know my kids graduate or my whatever it may be my wife's going into labor like mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna skip this event i'm sure they'll let them do that it's um, gotta, yeah it's gotta be there's gotta be some type of grace for that but i do i do love that they're they're kind of pushing their hand, like, Hey, if you want to play on this tour and sign this agreement and get, you know, this pit money or be a part of this pit money or this guaranteed salary, you're required to do X, Y, and Z. And I, I, you know, I know we're getting into it, but I I do think this kind of uh, contractual agreement is, is the way that it's going to be moving forward, obviously. And and I I think it's probably long overdue, which, you know, we, and so I, I have a couple of takes on that. Um, Let me go through some of the news and the highlights Sure. Um, first, so other than those elevated events, um, and then the additional three that they have to play, it's essentially that's a 20 event schedule. That's not to say they can't play more than 20. They're just committing to a minimum of 20. Mm-hmm. They can play as money as the, the lower, you know, I, I hate using lower, but the, the, the lesser purse events, the smaller events yeah. they can, they want, um, if a guy wants to play 30 times, he can play 30 times. Um, he just, these top guys are, are committing to 20 17 yeah. basically 17 together and then three who knows what makeup you'll get it's like not they're all going to play the same one but you could get 10 of these guys play in the john deere now because it fits in their schedule or whatever yeah. um they are bumping up the pip from 50 million to 100 million and they're also going to pay uh 20 guys instead of 10 guys so again, reward the guys, you know, this who was actually making an impact. We're actually making the impact and are the ones that are, you know, there's probably 20 guys or other reason why CBS and NBC are paying hundreds of million dollars for TV rights deals is really for those 20 guys, yeah. you know, not the William McGirts of the world. It's yeah. for the, the guys that, that draw in the eyes and that's why sure. they're getting these, the ads on TV and the sponsors and that kind of stuff. Um, Similar to the NIL situation with college, college sports, yeah. it's, it's very, very similar to how they're trying to, trying to, trying to. And they did, it. they did change the formula of how they're going to rank those players and award that money. I don't really ever, never got how they were doing it in the first place, so I'm not going to go into what the changes are. <laughs> um, 
They are then also what they are calling their earnings assurance program is um, you are going to get paid a minimum of $500,000 if you are a full card member of the PGA Tour. If you're a rookie, you're going to get an advance on that up front. Day one, you get you graduate from the Corn Ferry Tour, you're going to get $500,000 on day one to help you become a full-time PGA Tour member and all that comes with that. Again, now that is going to be, once you reach, you know, you're not going to make a, a dime off of your earnings on an event until you get over 500,000. It's an advance on your, on your earnings. But again, like, I guess no one will hear this because I'm going to scrap that episode. But if you were to get your card and then miss every cut that you play in, you're still guaranteed $500,000, which is huge, huge, it's a huge I mean, I, weight off I the just, back of I some of these saw, guys. Um, I mean, I can, I can name, I don't know, dozens of players that were in that boat, Mikey, that, that, I mean, good friend of mine, Cameron Yancey um, played on tour in 2003. And I, I think he may have made back then. I mean, granted, this is almost 20 years ago. He made, uh, you know, over 20 years ago, apologize. Uh, I don't know, a couple hundred, 300 grand, something like that. And, you know, he made, you know, a couple cuts here and there, but just didn't make enough to keep his card. But to guarantee 500 grand, like he didn't come out of pocket for anything. Or he would not have come would out not of have. if he had, I mean, just, and I know he spent more than what he made that year. Just with, the, I don't think people really understand. And I kind of want to just, I'm sure that you can Google it, but a guy, a rookie on the PGA tour, They've got a now if they're lucky enough and they're a marketable guy, they can maybe get half a million, three to five hundred thousand dollars in and you know marketing dollars from club companies, clothing, whatever. I mean, they're gonna get, I'd say the minimum is a couple hundred grand, but some of the more marketable guys may get five hundred thousand. Now, if you're a if you're a, a US amateur champion and, and you somehow earned your card and you're you know a, a well-known uh, or up-and-coming star, yeah, you can you'll you'll get some more. But I would say your middle of the road guy is going to get 500 grand, three to 500 grand. But you look at how quickly this goes. I mean, if you're paying, you know, 25, that even, that even sounds high for someone, but it, it, that's, yeah, going to go, probably, that's going to go fast. But even that sounds a little high. It's going to go fast. I mean, you're going to, you're going to spend 2,500 a week on a caddy. Um, and you're going to spend at least a thousand in travel, whether it's, if you get, if you're lucky enough to get a, a courtesy card depending on the event great you got that that's taken care of but they're not paying for your flights um you're looking at i'd say minimum you know average you're looking at a thousand can you get flights cheaper sure are you going to pay for flights you know and, and a lot of people say oh no i would never pay a thousand dollars for a flight but what happens when you're you're on the cut line uh on friday and you're like ah can i book a flight i can't book a flight uh, uh i made the cut okay now i gotta book a flight sunday well all the rates are up because you're trying to yeah. book a flight two days prior. So yes, all of you listeners are like, oh, I'd never pay a thousand dollars for a flight to, you know, two states over. But when you when you have to book a flight two days prior, that's what you pay for. So you know, like I said, you're at twenty five hundred for a caddy, and that's that's just bare minimum. You know, not making anything. You're a thousand dollars for a flight. Then you've got uh, your hotel, depending on who you are. Bucks. That's another. Yeah, that's another thousand dollars for the week. Seven days. You know grand scheme of things, you're going to look, you're looking at a minimum $5,000 after all of that, just to be there. And now if you make the cut, you're going to pay your caddy an additional fee. You're going to pay your trainer. You're going to pay your psychologist. You're going to, or you're going to pay your, your golf coach, 
all of these guys are probably on some type of retainer. So now you're looking at another 10, 15, 20% of your earnings. So say you make 10 grand for the event that week, there's another two grand, 2,500 that's out of that. So you, you've spent 7,500 yeah. right now to make 10,000. I mean, that's, and that's, say you like, say you make the cut, finish 60th, you make 10 grand. That's, that's, it's not as glamorous as everyone thinks. I no. mean, I'm, I'm just trying to like throw these numbers out so people can really get well, a feel. It's, how- it's funny. You'd mentioned the $5,000 number because that's the other thing, a part of this earnings assurance program. If you are not a full card carrying member of the PGA Tour, but you get to play in an event, you Monday qualify in, you get a sponsor's exemption, whatever it is, and you miss the cut, you get five grand. That's huge. So Am I going to start qualifying some more? Start to Monday qualified, Jay. I might. God, dude, sorry, Instagram. I just striped that drive on the 14th green at the foundry yeah. on our Instagram. You know, you from, the, like that. from the ladies' teeth, but whatever. Um, no one needed to know that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think I hit on the big the big points um, of it. And now they have not said exactly. I know everyone on the pip qualifies like so even if you're down the ranking so like ricky fowler is a great example because he was involved in this meeting and he carries a ton of cachet the sponsors love him the fans love him he's a very very popular player even though he's been on hard times with this game and struggled and has fallen down all the rankings um if he comes in the top 20 of the pip he will get into these events um i like that if, if you're if you're an impactful player and people want to watch you I, I, th- there should be something in there that kind of gets you in like I get it like Tom yeah. Hoagie I've played we've talked about him great player playing great he's worked his way up um, but if he doesn't have the same impact like who do you want to watch you want to watch Tom Hoagie or do you want to watch Ricky Fowler Ricky I, mean, Fowler. I, I mean yeah I like Tom Hoagie I've played with him he's a good dude he's fun but I kind of want to see what Ricky Fowler's doing because he's been in the game for 10 years and he's one of the yeah. most popular players you know just like, I mean, again, Tiger Woods, it doesn't matter how he's playing. He could be missing the cut. People still want to watch it. You know, yeah. they want to watch the most famous, the most popular players. And, you know, I still find myself wanting to see what Ricky's doing, even though he's playing so bad. Yeah, it's interesting. Of course, yeah. like now you're trying to see if he's making a comeback at all and playing if, if better. He's, yeah, and, if he's going to pull it together. Yeah. So, and they haven't exactly classified exactly how many guys are automatically get in on, on top of that and what the qualifications are to get in. They also haven't decided they didn't say anything about the size of the field um or a cut or no cut so that's still up in the air on what what's going to happen there they, they didn't give those details um from did, from that standpoint did, did the world golf uh official world golf rankings did they change anything or any requirement uh with the size of field did they say anything about that when they made these adjustments no so they did not change any requirements for the eligibility to get world golf for your tour to be eligible to get world golf yeah. rankings. They just change the calculations they're, they're doing when they rate a field and give out the points. So there's still the live co- live tour, the way they're set up would not receive world world golf ranking points. With Correct. The they haven't changed field, no cut, limited field, no cut, you know, um, that those kind of things, no, no real official qualification tournament to get on the tour. Yeah. Um, that stuff still goes against what they're saying, but they're just saying now for those tours that have already been eligible to get points, Hey, we're just going to change how we give out your points mm-hmm. and what, what math formula we're using 
to rate your field and how many points you get. Yeah. So, um, I will say this, some, some, so those are kind of the, the broad points. Um, this is going to suck to say this. Don't say it then. I was, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I will. I'm a man of honor. Um, I was wrong. What? Um, what? I think I was wrong. Um, <laughs> maybe I take it back already. Um, <laughs> so you, you and you more so than McLean, I'm going to give you more credit than McLean, especially because he's not here. Um, said that the live tour could be an agent of change and spur on change. And I will say to with to an extent, Phil Mickelson was right. I hated how Phil Mickelson went about it. I didn't like sure. some of the comments he made about it. I think even Agreed. take and I'm I'm not even talking about the Saudi Arabia stuff. I'm just talking about his comments about the PGA Tour and the obnoxious greed stuff and making up a fake twenty billion dollar number about the media rights and that kind of stuff. Now he did say he was trying to be an agent of change. I think he could have gone about it more like Rory and Tiger did. Like, he hey, let's yeah, actually get sure. into a room and have a conversation and do it. And it sounds like they have kept the reason they're enacting this so quickly. It's not like they just brought this idea to Monaghan last week uh, after yeah. the meeting. They've they have they have kept the PGA Tour in the fold the last couple months when they've been talking about this. So yeah. while they were having players only meetings, Tiger or, or Rory or one of them was calling Monaghan to let them know the PJ tour know so they could start the process of talking to sponsors and talking to whoever and getting a feel out. They wouldn't put this out if their sponsor said, no, fuck you. Or their TV contract said, no, fuck you. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. So Phil could have gone about this a hundred percent, a hundred percent of a better way of doing it. He could have been a little bit more like Rory and tiger from that standpoint. And, and um, he had the opportunity, and again, we you, we talked about it. Like with the whole point of this is try to, to try to create some change for better for for better golf. And we all know that the PJ Tour is the best tour in the world, right? But are there are there is there things that are are there things that they can improve on? Sure. Obviously, we're seeing some things that are some of the players have responded based on their actions to go to the Live Tour or stay with the PJ Tour and, and voice their opinions. But they're making some changes which is what we all want. The whole, the main goal for this as fans, and I'm speaking, I can kind of speak of as a fan and an old player. I agree with the players. And I, I, I side with the players on, on how they, most of them went about it and, and to try to create some change. I do at this point feel like the guys who did make the change or make the jump, they're going to probably be on the short end of the stick. Um, yeah, it could be. But I, I, that. That's that's if the World Golf Ranking doesn't acknowledge this tour. If they say no, nope, you know what, you're not going to do it unless you make a change. And I, I'm sure that the Live Tour, if they say no, we're not going to do this 48 man thing. They're going to change it to 72 man field four day tournament. They're going to switch it. Yeah. Um, because that if they don't switch it, then all the guys that are there are going to cease to exist in the golf world in two years. Um, and then they and really they got nothing. nothing and no one's going to come back. No one's. They're not going to pull anybody in. No, so no, they're not going to get anyone. They're not dumb enough to do that. Um, but I, I will say it's it's tough. I, I still kind of sit on the fence. I feel like these guys who went over there, I'm like, hey, you you took the money, great, um, and then you're not going to be able to come back. And that that part's a bummer because now we're not going to be able to see them. But 
I, I, it's a little bit of me is like, I appreciate the fact that they took that. They said, you know what? I, this may be me. I have to do this, make a change. Now, not all the guys did it that way. I'm sure most of it came down to money. They wanted money, but they also said, look, I, I know Sergio Garcia, he did, he did what he did one for money. Cause he knew he could make more at the end of his career, but I knew that there was some pain points and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say Sergio is, the, the the best model for this because everyone thinks he's a pain in the ass and is a whiner. Um, and that's fine. And he sometimes is, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, but I do think he, he was, he was in a position where he's like, Hey, this is the best case scenario for me to still make money and make a point. So I do think it was mainly about the money, but I think a lot of guys were trying to make a point and to finish it up, you know, they made their point, they got paid, but they're not going to be able to see the fruits of their labor because there's a good chance that they may never be able to come back to the PJ tour. Right. So I, I do, I do respect them for the fact that they, for the guys who did, did it for those reasons, not just money, like, Hey, there's money. I'm out, which yeah. I don't blame them for doing that at all, but there might do, only be, you could might count on one hand, how many guys actually it, had change on their mind. Exactly. No, no question. But there are a few of those guys that, yeah. that had that in, in mind and it's, you know, Hey, you, you got paid. So here you take what you get. You know, that, that was the, that was the trade-off. If you want to make a change and get paid, there you go. Um, but now, you know, you did do what you needed to do. And we, rec- I, I would, I think at some point people are going to look and be like, Hey, I, I commend some of these guys who took that chance. Uh, but I don't feel bad that they can't come back and play on the PGA tour, Yeah, but you got to commend them for taking that chance and being that pioneer to spark this. Phil is that guy, but he is such a, ass about it th- that no one respects him for what he did because he just handled it the wrong way I, and here's another way i was wrong you, you're sure you'll love this i'll just keep pointing out the ways i was wrong um i can say i'm wrong people it's okay i'm i'm i can be stubborn and i have obviously some uh, pretty hard opinions that i usually stick to but but um i can admit when i'm wrong i i was worried with all this too that they wouldn't think of the little guy you know, like yeah. we talked about with Andy Pope, that it would just be to take care of the top guys and screw everyone else. Yeah. Um, that's not the case with the $500,000 guarantee, the $5,000 for the guys who Monday qualify in and miss the cut. They did not forget those little guys. That, I will that say is, that's I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but I just have to I just have to quick comment. That is one of the most monumental changes in professional golf that we have seen yeah. in the last 50 years to guarantee a tour member a salary has. I mean, there's never been done. No, I know. It's, PGA, it's, 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 it's huge. It's huge, 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 huge change. Um, but anyway, I'll let, you, yeah. I'll let you finish. I just want to point out how incredible that was. No, it is. And and so I, I um I love the fact that it, it is gonna get the top guys together. That's what we've we've asked for. Um what's what we've wanted on this podcast is we asked for the top guys to play against directly against each other more often and not just have 10 of the top 20, have the top 20 essentially be in the same field for multiple, multiple weeks. It, it does now from a fan standpoint, which again is where I've always come from this, it now makes it appointment TV. Like, you want to blow off the John Deere? Blow off the John Deere. Because the next week, you're getting the top 30 guys in the you world going better head watch. to head. You better, you better watch. You better watch. Like, I, think the, I, I think the viewership is going gonna, is gonna to go, is going to skyrocket. So yeah. I still think you're going to get the same amount of viewership for those lower tier events that you always get. 
but now instead of get in, instead of getting the four majors and maybe a couple more events throughout the year where you, you're going to pay attention, I think now you're going to see 15, 16, 17 events where people are really going to tune in. Really into it. Know. They're really into it because I, they're like, hey, I don't know when I'm going to see these players again. I need to watch now. Whereas yeah. the way it's set up in the past is you just it's all over. So the it, it almost it, you almost. And again, I don't know what the schedule is going to look like from a number standpoint. Or they've already had a, the PJ Tour had already announced, you know, that they're going to go from January to basically August in 2024 and get rid of the fall series as far as an official event and really just make that kind of qualification to get your card kind of thing. Um, but you know, like as a as a fan, I like to watch a bunch of different guys, and so I I have to tune into the John Deere because three guys that I like are in the field or maybe in contention, but then I have to turn on the travelers, but I can kind of almost, you, if, if you want to be a little bit of a fringe PGA tour follower, you can a little bit easier now because you can just avoid those events. Just don't watch sure. them and just know, Hey, these 16, 17 events I'm in, I'm locked and yeah. loaded, you know, that it, kind it, of thing. It, again, like, like we've talked about, there was too many events that were not important and it was too, it was just too diluted, right? So you exactly what you're saying. You didn't get the viewership that you wanted because you just never knew when it was a big event other than majors. You know, that's fine. Every, it's easy to see that you turn on ESPN, they're going to be talking about the majors. So you know about those. But the other really cool 15 events out the year that, that are really, uh, that really usually uh, recruit a, a pretty decent field, you don't really know about them. But now it's like it's you're getting force fed these you know 17, 18, 19 events or whatever. I think it's 17 events you said. So now you're getting force fed that, like, hey, I need to watch this week. This is a big event. This is one of the 17. It's like watching an yeah. NFL season. There's 17 games. I can make it through 17 games. But if yeah. they, if the NFL played 40, I mean, I'd, pro- I'd probably miss it. It's hard to weeks. give a shit about all of them. Yeah, it's just it's too many. It's like, man, we've said this before. It's like baseball season is like 30, much. 40 games too long, you know. Too, too much. And that's why, and plus the MLB does a terrible job of marketing the, the league, but that's that's why the viewership is down in Major League Baseball. I mean, yeah. but anyway, again, we're talking, this is a golf podcast, but. Um, <laughs> I, I also like that there's no, there's no guaranteed contracts, right, to these big guys. They're not signing a $25 million contract a year like yeah. the live guys are. They're still, it, and even for the lower guys, the, the structure of the meritocracy of the PGA Tour, which I love as a traditionalist of, you got to earn it. You can. There's still something to play for, if which not adds only, to the entertainment. Not only you know big paychecks for these guys, but if you're a you're a fringe guy, um, I'm trying to think. I should pull up the list here. But if you're a guy who's let's say the top 50 in the FedEx Cup points are the ones who's you're guaranteed to get into these things. If you're number 60 in the, yeah, you're a Keith Mitchell. Right. Uh, I just use as an yeah. example. He, he did an interview with knowing lineup today that I listened to part of. He's kind of one of those guys that's in that 40, 50 world. Mm-hmm. He's got to still play hard to make sure he can get into the next elevated event. You know, exactly. if you're a corn Ferry tour guy, you're still now trying to make it to the PJ tour. Cause you got that guaranteed $500,000 coming to you. Plus the yeah. option to keep getting better, keep getting better to get in these. There's still that whole thing, which doesn't necessarily really exist on the live tour. And it's going to create better drama and oh, yeah. more interest and just fans giving a shit more than, okay, well, this guy just signed a $20 million contract per year and he just went $4 million. Like, what does that even, do for us? Nothing. How does that, I don't even, you can't even relate to that money. 
So yeah, it doesn't so, do anything for anyone. And so there's example, they they showed that uh, I don't know if you saw that clip of Kevin Roy. So I, I, I have some weird. I play with these guys in, in like their first events as professionals, and they all make it to the PJ Tour. And I'm like, who's the odd man out here? But I, I play with Kevin yeah. Kevin Roy, and literally one of if if it wasn't his first event, it was his second event. It was it was a he was a rookie as a as a professional golfer, and he'd only play in one, maybe two events. And I we were playing paired together. Great guy, but just kind of a no no crazy background, not like an All-American from a you know an ACC or SEC school, just kind of a hard working. I think he was in the golf business for a little while, worked his way up. Um, but and you they see pictures of him yes or a couple of days ago was last week, him and his family, his his wife, his you know, fam- sisters, brothers, parents, you know, coaches, and they're just bawling, you know, you know, talking about how long of a road it's been for him. I mean, I think it's probably 10, 11, 12, 13 years that it took for him to get out there and he's here finally, but also he's getting a $500,000 bonus right off the get go. Right I mean, that's next week. That, that's life changing next week. I mean, you talk about a guy who's been grinding on the mini tours back and forth on the corn Ferry tour. And now he's got a PGA tour card guaranteed 500,000 chance of play for roughly a million, if not more than that, every single week and whatever, uh, whatever sponsors he gets. I mean, that's a, that's like, it's like winning the lottery, big weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Um, but those are the stories kind of to your point that like by opening this up, now you create a little bit more drama, a little bit more viewership for the uh, Corn Fairy Finals. You know, that's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's again, I know it's, it's still important people for people to watch it, but if we don't have a PGA Tour event that week and we watch those events where these guys earning their PGA Tour card, if there's nothing else on, I think now, now you build the brand a little more context. Yeah, you, you, you now you see these, you know, 25, 30, you know, 35 guys. And I think they keep changing the number of how many guys get through in the in the finals. I think they're doing away with it next year. But I don't know. I kind of liked having a couple events or, you know, whether it's the end of the year on the Corn Ferry, watching the last three events, see who, earn their car, who earns their card or the, the Corn Ferry finals. Yeah. If there was not another tour event going on, you would be paying attention to that. Um and you would start to again build that brand from from the the ground. Like here, here's 25 guys that are going to be on the PGA Tour next year, and somebody's like, "Hey, I, I know that guy. He's from my neighborhood or from the same city. Yeah. I, I'm going to follow this guy next year." So yeah, I remember, you, I remember you, him when he won the state am or yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I also think some I, I saw sometimes on people on Twitter today were like, "Oh, well, you know, well, all these lesser events are going to be pissed. It's a bad day to be them." You know, the the John Deers of the world, the Barbasols of the world, the Barracudas of the world, the whatever you want on all these lower events. And I'm not sure it really is a bad day to be them. One, because their purses aren't going down. Their purses yeah. are still the same that there was this past year. Um, their fields already kind of sucked. So it's not like they're going to get worse, especially if these top guys now have to commit to three of them. They pr- may get better. They may get better now. Yeah. You're going to have more maybe those mid-tier guys are gonna try harder and and maybe not skip those so they want to get into the elevated event. Um so I don't think it's a bad day to be those lesser tournaments, yeah, if you will. So yeah, I mean I think generally I would I still really want to see what they do from a, a field size and cut. 
scenario. You know, I'm big on a bigger field in in a cut. I just yeah, there's something about it. I think it just adds more more competition. It's harder. I mean, I I, to this day, I think of all Tiger's records, the best one he has is his cuts made streak is just insane. Um, now there is the entertainment value as being a fan that you know I. Talking out of both sides of my mouth here, right? Because I want to watch the top guys, but they all miss the cut. And I can't watch them. You know what I mean? So yeah, you do a no, you do a no cut event, and you're guaranteed to at least have the guys yeah. around on the weekend. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, but charge. I think if, if you if you you have enough of the top players, um, then majority of those guys are going to make the make, cut. make the cut. You're going to have enough. So of them. You're yeah. going to have enough guys if you if you can somehow pull or lure these these top guys to play when it's the top 30 guys you're gonna have 20 of them make the cut so you're still gonna have some big names at the leaderboard yeah. regardless yeah and it's golf but, you're never gonna yeah. have everyone at the top at all times so yeah and, and but i i agree i i definitely still like seeing because i don't think people understand in professional golf like the, the, making a cut is such an important I and mean, it's huge it's huge to make the cut. I mean, even if you just make it on the number, you still have a chance to have a great weekend and, and move way up the leaderboard. I, I make a ton of money. One of the PGA Tour events I was in, I was playing with Hudson Swafford, um, and who is now not a PGA Tour member. But I remember we played together on Saturday, and I was, I think I was in the top 20. I'd shot five or six under, I was in the top 20 in a PGA Tour event, which was awesome. And I was like, man, if I can just have a you know, good. I mean, maybe top 25. I mean, it was not like I was in the top 10 or anything. I'm not trying to, you know, jazz this up, but I was definitely in the top 25 and I think it was four or five under par. And he was, we were playing together. Uh, I think we prepared together on Saturday and we were talking and we had played together at Q school a couple of years prior before he got his card. So it, it, we, had, we had a good time, but he's like, look, man, he's like, he's like, you don't have to do anything crazy. You know, he was a member of the tour. I was not, it was a Monday qualifier. He's like, you don't have to do anything crazy. He's like, just shoot a couple under par the next two days four under par you finish eight or nine under par and you're going to finish in you know the top 15 if not the top 10 i'm like like i need to do better than that i was like 200 par is like that's not going to do it but you know that's me just like oh yeah whatever 200 par i was like i'm going to try to shoot 500 par and let's get in the, get in the lead and i was just not i mean i hadn't played in that many pga tour events, yeah. so i was like oh, whatever but and sure enough, you know, I shot 73, 73, and you know, one over, one over, and went from 25th to 60 something. Um, and had <clears throat> excuse me, had I finished, um, had I shot 200, 200, I would have finished in the top 10, <laughs> which is <laughs> a different mindset at, at times. It, it is a different mindset. So that, that the, making the cut in a PGA tour event again, it's so it's so compacted. All these guys are good, even the guys that, when you make the cut. Like anyone's got a shot. Now I know you. If you look down the list, you'll see five or six guys that just kind of basically, I don't want to say quit. That's not mail it in a little. Mail it in, like, hey, I don't have it. Let's just get done. I'm going to get my check and get on. But most of the guys, even if they miss the cut, or you know, they're they're close. And even when they do make the cut, it's still pretty packed in there. Yeah, it's not a big difference between you know 25th and 50th. It's like a couple, sometimes a couple shots and. It's it's crazy that that makes a difference, but again, making the cut like we we're talking about, yeah, it's that's a huge that's a huge part of it. And I I do as much as I I agree with the guys taking the money while they could, and I can I said that's a good idea if you're willing to for the consequences to try to create some change, which which they've done. Um, but it's not the same, you know, 40, 48 man field, no cut. It's you not know, the same. It's, it's not the not. same until I honestly I don't watch it until 
till the final round. Like, I don't care about, you know, round one, round two, because it doesn't matter. There's no, I think 54 no holes is a, is a difference too. I mean, 72 holes is a crime. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 100%. You know, it changes a lot. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and so, you know, a couple of things and I'll, I'll give it a, um, Keith Mitchell, when I listened to him on the No Laying Up podcast this afternoon, he made this point, and I could not agree with him more. The reason this is all happening, yes, it's because of live. Let's just in the competition, and the the top guys do want to make more money, and but the reason this is all happening is because the top guys realized whether it was live to make them realize it or not, the top guys themselves, the players themselves, took ownership and said, "Hey, boys." we all need to be playing together more often. And they created this, the bones of this plan and brought it to the PJ tour. And that's why it's going to work. And that's why it's going to be successful because if the PGA tour tried to dictate to these guys, Hey, you guys have to play in these 17 events and we need you to, they would backlash, right? They would be like, no, I want to make my own schedule. I want my freedom. I'm an independent contractor. But because it came from the players, it you gain more respect from it. And the PJ Tour says, okay, great, awesome. If you guys are coming to us telling us this, and we don't have to dictate it to you, mm-hmm. and we don't have to have you guys in my office bitching and crying and moaning, and wait a minute, I want to make my own schedule. Because it was your idea. It's your idea. So yeah. if you guys are committed to this, we're going to do it. But I think that that's a big deal. If the, if the PJ Tour came out and had this today and said, hey, this is what we're going to do, you yeah, top – they would they would bitch and cry and moan, right? But because they've all bought into this, um, that's a huge reason why the, the change is happening and why the change will be successful. Sure. No, I agree. And I, but I think it, they were forced to do it because of because of the guarantees that the live um, yeah, the lives giving. You know, it, it but I think it, you they had they really had no choice. Like we've got to find a way to con- compete and we have to have the best players play. And the only way to do that is to make sure that they play in X number of events and to guarantee, you know, start to guarantee some money. And that, that's the main draw. That's what's pulling guys away. So now you can get a little bit of that. You're not going to get a hundred million dollars from the live golf tour or, or, or from the PJ tour, but now you entice some of these younger players that maybe would have come out of college and said, you know what? Hey, I'm going to give, I'm going to give live tour a shot, you know, just because I got a chance to make more money. Now it's like, hey, I can I can go through Q school right now and earn my PJ Tour card right away, which I couldn't before, and I have a chance to have a tour or tour card member or be a tour card member and get five hundred thousand dollars right off the right off the gate, which we haven't seen. We've never seen that, but we haven't seen guys go straight to the PJ Tour in in ten years. But yeah, it, it it's a way for them to combat what the Live Tour has done. To, it's it's gives some of these guys um, some incentive to stay. Well, and so I think. It also, because the PJ tour has the history behind it. Right. And so if a guy and, and, you know, you and I have, have, you know, gone against the whole, you know, money versus legacy and that kind of thing. But if you can say, okay, Hey, I'm not going to make as much if I'm a, if I'm a young guy, I'm not going to make as much if I go to live, but I can make 50% of what I might make, you know, at live on the PJ tour. And I still get to play in Arnold Palmer's event. And I still get to play at Riviera and I still sure. get to play at Pebble Beach and have that that history and legacy behind winning a PGA Tour event and make 50% of the money and still get my world Rolf ranking points, still make it until the majors. 
that's probably a gamble most guys They're will make. Willing to take, yeah. yeah. And, and with all these extra guarantees, they, they've they've put a chink in the armor of the of the live tours kind of model. It's like, okay, you you're going after these guys with with lots of cash. You don't care about anything else. Everything's guaranteed. And the PG tour was totally opposite of that. It was like, earn everything, earn everything, yeah. earn everything. And, and they're still earn, get, you're going to earn most of it. Yeah. You still got to earn most of it. But now if you do work where we're going to take care of you a little bit, there's yeah, not a less, complete guaranteed, guaranteed contract where it's, it's foolproof. And you're, you know, matter, matter, regardless of how you play, you're going to make X amount of amount of money, which it's, there is that a little bit, but like, we're not guaranteeing, you know, $10 million. Like you've yeah. got to earn it through the pip. You've got to earn it through playing, but we're going to give you a little bit of a base to kind of counteract some of that less it's risk, less risk. But I, I agree with you. I mean, if you can, if you can still have the, I don't like the word legacy. Cause I think that's, uh, I don't, I don't really like that word. Cause I think it's, it's legacy is an opinion that one person has of another person's career. And it's sure. like, I don't, you know, Hey, I, I, I guess I could have my own legacy that I want to leave. And it, that's the way I live my life. And that's the way I want to, you know, perform if it were golf and like whether somebody else views my legacy the same is up to them. And so, so it's, it's very opinion based, but, but uh, there is a tradition. I like the word tradition sure, better. Sure. Okay. So, so if these guys, if you have the history and, th- and the tradition of playing in these majors and these big events, and you can still get a stipend to kind of take care of that, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Deal. Well, that's, that's like, you know, I went deal. back, I think I might've used this, ex- this example on the, on the podcast before we were talking about that, like Max Homa, when he won Riviera last year, he balled, right? Not only yeah. because one Tiger's his hero and it was Tiger's, you know, event. Now he's hosting it and he's handing the trophy, but also he's like, I grew up in LA. I'm a Southern yeah. Cal kid. Like my dad took me here when I was a little kid. Like yeah. you remember that shit, right? You know, like, um, and that means something like, some, oh yeah, I, I remember when my dad took me to the the Live Portland event. Like uh, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously yeah. there's no history behind it, right? The PJ Tour. No history yet. Yeah. No. But you're right. You're um, I, I, I don't know. So it takes a while to develop that. That means Live Tour has to be successful for decades for that really to be like, hey, I, I you know, my dad used to go to this as, this tournament as a kid. I went to this tournament as a kid, and now I've won this tournament. Like that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, so. You know, the whole the whole live thing, you can see um, there's so many bots. There's so many live bots on Twitter. It's unbelievable. There's like live golf info. There's live golf updates, live golf news. Like it's <laughs> unbelievable. And they all just post. They don't post news or updates. They just post their opinion and bash on the PGA Tour. It's, it's like it's just Greg Norman sitting there in his underwear at a computer or something. <laughs> um I don't know. Maybe that's in their contract. Maybe Bryson has to man that one day. And then the next day, Taylor yeah. Gooch does. And, um, and they're all like taking victory laps over this. And I get it. It was because of, and they're like, Oh yeah, they just stole our model. They just stole our plans. And what we're, I'm like, well, it's not quite exactly your plan. And Oh, by the way, you yeah. guys stole PGL's plan. This all started with the premier golf league where they were the first ones on the scene. The Saudis were in trying to be investors in the premier golf league. And the Premier Golf League said, go screw. We don't want to be involved with you guys. So in in turn, Saudi went to PGL and said, well, go fuck yourselves. We're going to start our own thing. And they were faster to the punch. So no offense, Greg Norman. This wasn't your original idea. You guys just stole this whole thing almost verbatim from PGL. So if if everyone's running around taking a victory lap of whose idea this is, like, in all honesty, if we have anyone to thank, it's PGL. (laughs) Because yeah. they're the ones that started this whole thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, it, again, well, it's yet to be seen how it all how it all shakes out, out. How it all shakes out, and and you know what, if they ever if they're able to create any type of tradition or history. Yeah. Um, but I, I am I've, definitely I've, really curious to see how the the OWG decides to you know yeah label this tour. You know, it's hard for. I get by the qualifications, 48 man field is not enough. No cut. I, I get that, that that's not quite the same, but there, there, there are some high end players. They, they got to give some type of world golf ranking for, even if it is a no cut event, it shouldn't weigh as heavy as a cut event. If they just, if the, if the live decides to keep it that way, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to minimum. They're going to go to 72 holes. I think because it, it, they're going to do whatever they have to do to get, to they got to get a little bit closer to meet a few more of the, the, you know, the check a few more of the boxes. Yeah. Um, to make themselves actually have an argument. You know I mean? Yeah. It's like, they're crying already. No one, no decision has been made. They're like, uh, uh, you know, Hank Haney, I think I said this on the episode that we're going to delete. Um, you know, I, I reached out and started trying to, I tried to pick a fight with Hank Haney on Twitter after Patrick Reed, uh, blocked me. And, <laughs> He didn't, Haney never responded, but he was like, Oh, the world golf rankings don't mean anything anymore because Liv doesn't have any. I'm like, Well, Liv just applied. Like, it's not anyone's fault. No one's denied yeah. them yet. Right. And so, um, I forget where I was going with this point, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, they should not get as many. I, I, they yeah. have to, they can't, if they do get denied, they, and they stay as is and they get denied. That's where I was going. If they stay as is and they get denied, they can't really cry that much because of like the 12 boxes they have to check. They only meet like two of them right now. So it's like, and these are rules that have existed for like decades. It's not like a, they, the OWGR made these rules just recently to, because they heard whispers of PGL and live yeah. and wanted to like collude this is against the way them. They've done it. This is the way they've done it for a while. So it's like, Hey guys, this, you, you're the ones that started a tour that don't make any of our requirements. That's yeah. on you guys, not on us. Yeah. You know? Um, and do I think, I think they will eventually get world golf ranking points, but I do hope that they're very minimal again, because of if, if they don't have, if they don't fields, change. And if it, yeah, yeah. If they don't change, if they keep 48 man, man fields and no cut, then yes. Do I think they should get world ranking points? Yes. Because of the strength of field. Um, but definitely, definitely not as weighted, even as a corn fairy event. I mean, or or equal to the guys who make the cut and of you know seventy two. Yes. Yeah, 70, I agree with that. Or a seventy two hole event with one hundred fifty six man field. You make the cut and you win. You should get more points than a guy who wins a a live tour event with no cut and forty eight guys in the field. It's not the same. No, not the same. No. Um, but. So, I am I am very very optimistic um, on the news today. Not that I love 100% of all. I see the the no cut and 60 guys. I'm not going to love that. But um, I think they're heading in the right direction. This is positive. It's good that these top guys are behind it. It's it's good to see Tiger involved with it, in all honesty, because he's not going to play that much. But because he's kind of taken that Arnold Palmer-like you know, father figure mentality with it, and like, hey, I helped build this thing too. Don't ruin it. And he doesn't want his, you, you want to use legacy or traditions or history yeah. or, or, or records. He wants his record of 82 wins to mean something. Sure. Right. He wants the PJ tour to stay around. So guys be like, God damn, that motherfucker won 82 times out here. That's yeah. hard. You know, like he wants, 
he's protecting that. He's not just doing it out of the goodness of the heart. I think he has like, Oh, no question. He is, he's, I mean, I, I'm sure he wants the, but wants the tour to succeed because yeah, it's part of it. There. But part of it's like mainly it's because he was the best player to ever play on the PJ tour. And he wants people to remember that forever. The PJ no, tour folds up in no five damn years. doubt. That's why he showed up there. Yeah. Uh, and, and who knows if they gave him any money to help. I don't know. Well, he's going to win the pip every year. Probably. There's, yeah. There's some rumbles that, yeah, there was some appearance fee to figure this thing out. Um, but either way, yeah, I, I, he's doing it because he wants his 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 records and his you know history to 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 stand yeah. and stay forever. He's like, okay, I'll take the you know twelve million dollars or whatever. I don't even know what first place is yeah. on Pip now, but yeah. like, yeah, I'll take the fifteen million dollars for first place on Pip every year. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows what the change in marketing dollars would be if he were to switch markets like that. And also, he can't play the events that they ask him. He can't. No, he can't well, that, do it. That leads us into one one last announcement that that was out today. Which I wish they would have done this on a different day because it kind of got lost. And I was like trying to wrap my head around the schedule changes and all this kind of stuff. And then immediately following Jay Monahan's press conference, Rory gets up there. Um, I forget the guy's name. It's Mike McClurry, something like that. He is a former. Uh, exact with the golf channel and him and tiger and Rory have gotten together to create what's called tomorrow sports T M R W tomorrow sports, which is a, a media and technology company. They are partnering with the PGA tour in 2024 to create these one day events. And it's called the TGL something TGL series or, Tour or not tour, but I don't know what it is. So they're one day. I don't know how they're going to do this. Made for television on Monday nights. There's 18 guys that are going to be a part of this. They have six three-man teams. Each week is going to be a match, three on three. So not every player plays every week. There's only six guys. It's three on three in a made for TV studio stadium. And we had talked again, you won't hear it because I'm going to delete it, but we had talked about, is this going to be on a golf course? Is this going to be green grass? Is this going to be in a football stadium? And by the renderings that they put out today, I'm not sure if you saw those, it looks like they're basically making some sort of stadium. And I don't know if it's going to be in one city or it's just going to be in the city of the tour event that week. And it's a simulator track man kind of thing. They're going to hit into when they, when it comes to driving and long or approach shots, it's going to be, with a track man or whatever launch monitor they, they use into a screen. that's going to be like almost like a huge IMAX screen. And they're going to play a match of simulator golf. Now they're also going to have a massive short game complex, an artificial green with bunkers and rough. And so when it does come to having to hit short game shots, they're going to walk over to this short game complex and actually have to hit a bunker shot or a chip over a bunker or a bump and run and then go up and make the putt. And so it's kind of real from a short game standpoint, but on artificial stuff, but then simulator golf. I don't know what to think of it. They say it's going to happen in two hours. Um, there's going to be a series like they're going to play five matches. They're, you know, they're going to play each, I guess, each team. Right. Once the six teams are going to play five matches and then there's going to be, you know, a standings and a semifinal matches and then a final. 
I don't know what to make of it. I really want to see it before I make judgment of it, yeah, I guess. I agree. I'm the same way. I, I my initial thought was this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough, a tough sell. Um just with the logistics, if it's in like a stadium and like with the viewership, if like you, if I'm watching a, a guy down on a field hitting to a screen, even though I can see the screen in front of me, it's still weird. It just takes away from the live action. It's like, what li- what action am I watching? I could just yeah. sit at home and watch him hit into a screen. So I don't know. Again, I don't know all the details and I'd like to see what they are, but I think it's going to be a tough. Yeah. I saw some people stuff. on Twitter and a, and a couple of media guys being like, Oh my God, this is a home run. The ratings are going to be crazy for this. And I was like, uh, will they? I don't know. I just, I, I mean, again, I could be wrong. It, it sounds kind of cool. About it, but it sounds it's, different. So it I'm, sounds I'm, different. It's the team golf it. aspect. Um, you know, that that's one part of the live thing that from the PJ tour standpoint that they're not doing, there's no team aspect to any, any of this. And I'm actually, I think I'm fine with that. Um, the I whole team. team. It, yeah, it hasn't it hasn't really taken shape, and then that may be on them for poor marketing and poor logos and. Well, and so that's the that. thing. Like, I think if because there's no history amongst team golf, in in golf, like the Dallas Cowboys mean something because they've been around forever. The Green Bay Packers mean something. The Chicago Bulls, the the Lakers, the you know the L.A. Dodgers, the yeah. those teams, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, with the record show, I didn't state one Boston team. Um, but those teams mean something. To just create a team out of thin air with a name and a logo is going to be hard. Like, I've given Liv a ton of shit about that. But if the PGA Tour did the same thing, I'd probably give them shit about it, too, because yeah. there, there's there's nothing attaching the fan to that team. To that team. So if it were Spain, all Spaniards, and then you had Mexico, all Mexicans, USA, England, if you had all, if there was a country then you have people to pull behind like they will pull for you they rally behind you that's the quickest way the yeah. other way would be uh name the team after the sponsor team adidas team tailor-made team titleist team nike you know the t- those they sponsor yeah, the like team. that's now formula, you, formula one kind of thing yeah now you've got some people like hey I'm, I'm an adidas guy i like adidas i'm pulling for adidas or i like whoever's on the team that's adidas but now you yeah. you can dig in because the name you can resonate with the name of the team. What the names that they have before? Like, what does that mean? I don't, yeah, I don't. I, I don't who, who does that represent? Like, a name should represent a, a, a face or an image. Like, when you think of Chicago Bears, you think of the logo, and you think of Walter Payton, you think of uh, Dick Ditka, you think of all these Jim McMahon, you think of these names that that you associate with a name or a name team name. And then all of a sudden you name, I don't even, I can't even think of one of the names for the live because they were so bad. Like fireballs smash. Actually, I know way too many majestics, four aces, uh, torque. Who who are on those teams? Like why, 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 yeah. Why does the Niblix Niblix is one too. Um, it's a cool name. I, uh, but yeah, there's nothing to, there's nothing to attach you to that name. There's no, and I I don't trust the PGA tour would do it any better. So I'm fine if they stay out of the golf the team golf thing. I'm completely fine with that. And if this is the team golf that we get if this, this, you know, tomorrow sports is TGL thing that tiger and Rory are doing. That's fine. It's kind of like everything in golf. I, again, I'm a traditional, so I'm a little bit of a purist. I do like some outside the, I like the match play event. Mm-hmm. I only want to see it once a year, but I do like mm-hmm. it. Um, I love 16 at um, waste management and the Phoenix open. I think it's unbelievable. It's awesome. I don't want to see it every week though. You know, there's, there's some of those certain outside of the box things that I like to see, 
Yeah. But just a taste of it. I don't want every week to be that. You know, we get team event every year. We get the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup every year mm-hmm. as Americans. You know, the other parts of the world can't say that. They have to alternate. But we get team event every year. And so I'm okay with that being my team event every year that I actually yeah. sit down, watch, and root for. I, I don't I don't need to have some arbitrary team names and logo and some, you know, especially like the thing I don't like about Live is like there's no there's no competitive balance. There's no draft to make these teams. They're just arbitrary and they want to try to stack the deck on a handful of them. Yeah. Like, so if you're gonna, if you're not gonna, if, if if you're not gonna make them in a competitively fair way, then it really doesn't hold any water. Out. Yeah. Then like, okay, well, great. They won. There's only three teams that, that can beat them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I would Boston I'm okay fan. if the PJ tour stays out of the team golf realm. Are you, you a Boston fan or New York, New York fan? <laughs> I mean, a fucking Boston. That's essentially what both of those those cities have done with their sports teams. Like, hey, we've got more money, we got the best players, we're going to win. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the. Although I did see a stat that said the most. Yeah, but this is an most, actual draft. At least yeah, there's. Yeah, I, I get it. But the, the league the leagues are set up somewhat to have parity and and competition maybe not in baseball because there's no salary cap but that baseball is a little different um but i did see a stat that uh through the over the over the last 20 years the most profitable sports teams and you know the, the most obvious were uh, for the most part up near the top five every year the patriots the the red Sox, the yankees Cowboys, um, the Cowboys, but that's that's a perfect example. They have they've been terrible. You talk about somebody that's one of the most profitable companies in the, I mean, it's, you know, sports companies in the in the world. They they still are terrible. The Commanders were up there. The really the old school Redskins, almost every year in the top five, almost every year, which blows my mind that they're that that big of, of a of a sports team, sports organization. And, and those were the ones that were up at the top almost every year. Almost every year was Yankees, Red Sox, Patriots, uh, Cowboys were always up there. And then the commanders would pop in and out here and there, which is just wow. nuts. LA Lakers were up there. Yeah, I'd say bit. Green Bay probably has to be up there. The Steelers probably have to be a top top they, ten. They they really weren't up there as much as you would really you would think. Yeah. They just they travel, um, they just travel so well and their fan base is so rabid, you would think. You would think that they would, but not not a profitable in, in terms, comparatively speaking, to these other teams. Not yeah, and I think profitable. they also. Who I don't know how old their stadium Smaller is. I think they they fact they factor in all that. Like you know, the Cowboys Stadium is worth a couple billion dollars, so that's factored into their assets. Sure. And you know, yeah, true. Um, but but um, yeah. So, anyways, the whole the whole one day. I mean, it's cool that's going to be two hours. And it's going to be on a Monday night. Like I'll watch it, right? Because what am I doing on a month? Well. I'm doing a podcast every Monday night, but other than that, we'll have to maybe shift our podcast to Tuesday nights come 2024. Yeah. Um, so we can react to the uh, TGL event. Um, I mean, I, I'm definitely interested in watching it. A couple yeah. times. I hope they do it. Well, it could come off very, very cheesy. Yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't, but we'll see. Um, yeah. We have a long time to wait. We almost, you got what, 15 months away well, from that happening time to uh comment on the on yeah this new new so. venture um but yeah so that's you got anything else on all this news and stuff no, i think you broke I mean, it down pretty well yeah i think so i mean i, I definitely excited you know 
again, that was kind of what I was pulling for. And I think, I think in the grand scheme of things, we all were pulling for the same thing. Um, yeah, we wanted, agreed. we want, we wanted the best players uh, to play together um, yeah. as many events as we could. And I think we all could agree on that. And it just the, the way to get there, uh, we, we maybe thought differently on, but the fact of the matter is that the goal is we want the best players to all play together as many, as many times as they can. And I think this is the best step that I've seen to, to, in, in getting that. Now we lose out on some of these, some of know, probably guys. 10 or 15 players that are on the live that we're not going to see, but um, you know, I know Cam is, I guess Cam Smith is, has said he's going to leave at the end of this week and, and then a couple yeah, of Yeah, there's the reports that seven guys are going at the end of this week. Everyone assumes Cam Smith. And then I guess the other six was what Alan Shipman reported are they were in the BM or not in the BMW field. They were in the FedEx St. Jude field. So they were in the top 125 on the Fed, which means some guys get knocked out there. So you're talking about a guy that's oh, you know from 125 to 70. Yeah. You know, are you really missing those guys? Probably not. Um, yeah. You can replace those guys easier than replacing Cam Smith, for sure. Right. And I, I, yeah. I would be surprised if – I think the – put it this way. When the seven names come out on Sunday night or Monday, if you were to say pick the other six or Cam Smith, I think the answer is going to be Cam Smith. I'm yeah. not sure the other six are going to be such big names that we're going to be like, oh crap. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I know um, Rory actually had a quote. I think it was today that he called Cam Smith after the British Open when all the rumors were going around and said like, hey, I know there's reports. I want to give you a heads up on what's being talked about and what we're working on. So you have all the facts in front of you before you make a decision. Don't make a decision yet until you know, here's what we're talking about. Here's what we're thinking about. Um, that was all he really said. Obviously he didn't, you know, divulge any of the rest of the conversation or, or what, but he did say he, he gave Cam a call to give him a lay of the land and the lowdown of what was happening to keep him in the loop. Um, but then he wasn't at the meeting. So, which tells me he's still going. Yeah. If, cause that was July. Yeah. Right. That was a, over a month ago. Yeah. If, if he loved what he heard or hell, there's also reports that he had already signed prior to, uh, the open championship as well with live. So he might be like, well, shit too late now. I'm already signed on the dotted line, Gosh. which he might be kicking himself. Cause they did ask Monahan like, point blank like can these guys now leave live and come back to the pj tour and he thought about it for a second and he goes no (laughs) (laughs) he did think about it for a few seconds he he paused he kind of looked up into the sky and then went no they can't come back (laughs) so yeah you know we'll we'll see what happens there too of how long you can actually ban someone if they're on if they're not on another tour i mean i guess you could easily just say fine you don't want to come back you're now you don't qualify in any any form or fashion, you know. You have, so you to, have to earn 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 it earn back. You want to go through the yeah. Corn Ferry Tour and Q School? Have right at it. Go right ahead. You know. You, they they maybe they can say not ban, but hey, you can come back, but you lose all of your exempt status, any and all exempt status. Yeah. Which it, you basically like we've we've wiped away your PGA Tour career. Your freedom. How many PGA Tour yeah. wins you had? If you want to rewrite your PGA Tour career to earn your status, then you can. But anything that you've done prior is is basically null and it's, void. Is null and void. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that uh, that plays out. But 
So, um, I guess in, in typical emerging nine golf podcast, Jay and I had told, yeah, we'll just do like a quick half hour on this. Uh, it's now been an hour and 11 minutes. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that covers the major, major news in golf. Major news. I mean, major, huge, major. This is huge. This is like the biggest 360 that we've ever seen in, in PGA tour history. It's crazy. I think it's not to get into a bait. I think it would technically I think it would technically be a 180, isn't it? Right? Because right. if you're 360, you're back to the same spot. You're right. You're right. Totally. Okay. That sounds like something <laughs> McLean would say. That was a, a bit on a Seinfeld episode way back in the day. But um, yeah, so I, I, I felt like I, I didn't know what to do. I Like when all this news came out, I'm like, wow, I'm sitting on a podcast that I had scheduled to go out tomorrow. That means nothing now. Yeah. And so I thought I was going to give like a 10 minute, 15 minute preamble by myself. And then Jay and I talked and we're like, let's just do something. And. I think this was better. Sorry to McLean that we we wasted an hour the other night. Uh, but it's his birthday. But he can, yeah, he's having fun right now. It's his birthday. Um, so hopefully he's enjoying himself. And uh, we will be putting up this podcast for you tomorrow morning to break down all of this uh, PGA Tour uh, news. So um, without further ado, thank you, Bird. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.